The content of this show is for educational and informational purposes only and is a generalization of common DIY projects. Each home project may encounter unforeseen issues with specific circumstances that may not be covered in discussion on this program. This program makes no representations as to the completeness of the information and expressly disclaims any implied warranties as to the fitness of the information to any particular purpose. Before starting any projects, it's recommended the homeowner research the skills and proper materials necessary as well as any and all local requirements for permits. If there is any doubt, it is advised a licensed contractor be consulted prior to commencing your particular project. Welcome to Dream Home Ninjas, episode 10, season 1. We are here at Slipstream Studios and 21.6 The Net. We have a special guest here, Bo Carbono from Carbono Custom Carpentry. We are going to be talking about class warfare. Ooh, that sounds scary. What's class warfare? Class warfare is the white collar versus the blue collar, and why aren't we getting enough people in our trade? I like it. Yeah. Yes. I like it. Let's talk. Yeah. Now, Bo, I mean, you're, you're up in Milwaukee and you're running a custom carpentry business. What are you running into up there with this? Oh, well, it's hard to find help that knows what they're doing. It's probably everybody's problem. Yeah. It's just as bad up there. Yeah. And it's getting worse. Every year it goes by, there's one less of us. Yeah. The guys who knew what they were doing are retiring and yeah. nobody's filling the gap. Yeah. So... I mean, in this day and age, all these kids, they don't know how to fix anything. Yeah. It's becoming a big problem. <laughs> hey, but <laughs> keeps but, me busy. But see, that's surprising to me because we're in an age with the largest amount of resources to learn to do anything. Like, you can go on YouTube and find out how to do anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, not all of it's correct information. It'll get you but, started. <laughs> but it'll get you started, yeah. <laughs> but we're at the same time reaching a society who is the least capable they have ever been. Yeah, it's disturbing. I think it's just... I think they're capable. I just don't think they want to do it. Well, I mean, in the in I don't the want to get dirty. Trades, I don't want to yeah. sweat. I, I believe to... that, too. That's a big part of it. You think that's more it? I, I don't think that's more it. I think it's just lack of info and lack of... Well, you say it's available, but like when they're in high school and stuff, all that stuff is kind of gone the way they went in academia. Yeah, they don't have they don't wood shop They don't offer wood shop. Mm -hmm. um, they're outsourcing everything. It's not at the school anymore. If you even want to do it, you got to sign up and go out, out of school to do it. Same thing as music, you know, it's hand in hand. They're not completely necessary for an education, supposedly. Yeah. And they've been pushing it away. And they got out of high school and never being exposed to it. So how would they know they're even interested? But but football and basketball are important of to computers. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because, because that will get you a scholarship. It, such a <laughs> yeah. large portion of the, the, the student body is going to go on to become a professional NFL yes. star. Yeah. You know, well, at least it keeps them active. We don't want them being lazy, big, and <laughs> out of shape. Or, you know, right. at least they're getting exercise. But um, yeah, computers obviously are important. But, you know, if they're not exposed to it, how are they going to know if they're interested in it? Yeah. I mean, just because you see it on a computer and you watch YouTube or something, building something, it's not the same as doing it 
Yeah, well, here's here's some interesting things. Uh, this is off of Experian's website, one of the the three major credit bureaus. For 2019, we're at an all time high of college debt, 1.4 trillion dollars. Holy shit! In college no surprise. debt, boom, <laughs> 1.4 trillion, not not wow. billion, not million, trillion. That's insane. And according to the U.S. Census Bureau, no, excuse me, uh, Labor Bureau. 2018 was the first year that things switched where the amount of jobs available is more than the amount of people looking for jobs. And quite frankly, it's just getting worse through this year. There's always been a gap of jobs available to people looking for jobs, you know, where if all of them took the jobs available, we still would have some unemployment, but now there's not enough people. Yeah, uh, it's unfortunate. And then they start out with all that debt and what do they right. get a degree in and how can right. they use it? Yeah. yeah. There's so many degrees out there that are completely worthless. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Completely. I mean, yeah. Half my friends that are my age don't even use their degree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're doing something completely out different. Yeah. Aside from Absolutely. It. You know, my they, brother's the same way. He went yeah. to school four years, biology degree. Yep. And he's a plumber. <laughs> my brother's <laughs> a, a electrician of, one, of local 134 and he's finance major from Elmhurst oh. College. Right. Well, my buddy did a uh, psychology. He fixes car washes. <laughs> <laughs> no bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just really sad, you know, seeing these. And I, I talk about this a lot with customers, you know, just on jobs. And they're like, well, are you guys able, you guys are busy, are you guys finding people. How many people do you have from out there trying to come in? We don't have enough. Like, we're always looking for apprentices. Where we work at Jay's Plumbing, the owner of our company started an internship program through the schools here it's a in scholarship. Down- scholarship. It's not, scholarship. Yes, that's what I really meant. It's awesome. Um, through here and the schools here in Downers Grove to try to get some students to come in here. And then we're partially paying for tools, things like that, giving them education. They're getting paid to learn. And you're still having problems getting. Yeah. And nobody even nobody. applied. We didn't have anybody actually apply for the scholarship. You're kidding me. No. Nobody. I would have jumped at that. You know, right. The, they were very excited about it, too. Yeah. That was Mike Rose thing. He did something similar. He started a, uh, a scholarship fund mm-hmm. for people willing to work, and he couldn't yeah. get applicants to it. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Yeah. Wow. I don't yeah, and it was it was like a hefty freaking scholarship. Yeah, he got a lot of backing, so yeah. you know he, he <laughs> can throw out some big money. numbers, right? And what's what's the percentage right now for the plumbers in in the state of Illinois? I mean, from eighteen to what thirty? It's eighteen like, to thirty. We're at one percent of our plumbing population in Illinois. From fifty five to sixty five retirement age, we're seventeen percent of our plumbing population. So what's going to happen in the next ten years? They're going to retire. They're they're gonna our plumbing rates are going to have to go way high because we're not going to have There's, that many people. Yeah. We're going to have bad work, and we're going to need good quality people to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And customers so, are already complaining about pricing, so yeah, it's just going to get worse. Supply and demand, baby. <laughs> you can't get anybody to well, here's my price. It's the only option. You right. know? And you're learning when you work in an apprenticeship. you got an intern or apprentice, right? Mm-hmm. I have a couple um, from the high school. You know, I'm self-proprietor not a part of a union or anything like that i'm for those things but you know i tell the kids i'm like you can use me as a reference right but if you want to go the union route you know you have to get into a program that recognizes that right and will do your you know first second third year and even that is very difficult i know some people that try to get into the unions and they can't even pass the test the entry test yeah i've got a text from one guy that worked here for a little bit and he's kept in touch with me he's trying to get into the union and he missed the test by 100 points wow really yeah so i got a guy that works for me who's certified welder wow and he's a just a laborer for me because the only good welding jobs are traveling 
You got to go out of state to be able to do it. I used to, this was years ago. I knew a guy, he rented an apartment in a building I owned and he was a certified welder as well. And he knew where the money was at. He was, you know, young 19 year old kid. He's like, yeah, as soon as I'm done with this thing, I'm, I'm going out and I'm just traveling to like nuclear plants or something like that. Mm-hmm. And 80 hours a week. So you're getting 40 hours overtime. Plus there's like per diem and all this other stuff. And he knew he was going to make bank as soon as he went and did it. But right. yeah, if you're not willing to go travel, there's not a whole lot out there. Well, and that's that. ambition too. That's another thing that's missing. Yeah. from some of these younger oh, generations yeah, the younger ambition generation. to do anything yeah. yeah that doesn't involve right you know yeah. staring at a screen ordering something that comes to the front door yeah some of them don't even want to work 40 hours they feel like they're a slave that they have to work 40 hours <laughs> well really a slave come on uh, that's how you make money in this world i don't you don't get to make ever. money for free oh come on personal <laughs> days you know you not i mean personal days okay that was a thing but now there's mental health days Right. Add that on top of vacation and sick days and come on. No, no. I mean, I I remember when I went through basic training, I was one of the first classes that had, they were testing out a program where you had a little card hanging off your pocket. One side was green, one side was red. And so long as you were in the green, the drill sergeants could yell at you and go on with their normal day, but then you'd flip it over to the red and they weren't allowed to yell at you. I mean, don't get me wrong. My, my <laughs> drill sergeants told those guys said, yeah, I see red. I'm going to throw you down a flight of stairs. But, uh, <laughs> but the, the sensitivity that needs to be there nowadays is ridiculous. Oh, they're turning this society on a bunch of wusses. Yeah. You know, they can't handle anything. And that's what's scary is that any confrontation for them is overwhelming to them. Trigger warning. They're just not used to that. <laughs> they're so tuned out into their own, I don't know. I could ramble on about how tech is destroying sociability. Well, this is um, this is the class warfare. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's bad. They have no social skills, which in turn makes them mentally unstable when they're in public or in public situations. Like they would probably be had take some Xanax before they had to come and sit and talk with all of us. Right, I, I, they'd I be freaking out like for a week. <laughs> to come here and do actual inner like sitting in yeah. front of you and talking to you. Right. You right. know, it's something crazy for them. Yeah. You know? I had one of my employees, I wanted to have him go out to a call to get ahead of the job, go out there and take a look. His excuse was his uniform wasn't right. I can't go there because my uniform, it's not my right uniform. What? <laughs> I oh gosh. <laughs> I don't understand it. Um, I mean, I have a younger brother. I'm one of six children. My younger brother is 27. I'm 43. So there's a big generation gap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the difference between my mentality and his, I love him to death, but he's incapable of fixing a light bulb. <laughs> it's it's bad. All right. So yeah. It's crazy. We're going to come right back to this after this short commercial break. Hi, this is Josh on 21.6 The Net. Getting Better Every Day airs Monday from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Join Ron Hoistery and Kent Jones for some mental breakfast as they bring the famous quote, every day in every way I'm getting better and better to life, in particular to your life. Getting Better Every Day is made possible through the financial support of William Tanyan and Sons, Inc. William Tanyan and Sons, General Contracting. For more information, call 815-385-4466 or at www.wmtanyan.com. That's W-M-T-O-N-Y-A-N.com. Welcome back to Dream Home Ninjas. We're here on 21.6 The Net, and we're going to continue talking about work warfare. All right. Warfare. That's right. The, the, <laughs> the 7.6 million unfilled jobs in today's market 
and only 6.5 million people even looking for a job. Why is that? Yeah, too busy with the video games. I guess. On Twitter. Yeah, keeping <laughs> up on their Facebook That's updates. Right. <laughs> well, even trade schools, you know, they've gotten rid of, like UTI got rid of their HVAC program. They just do automotive now. Really? Yeah. Holy cow. ETI still has it, and there's other other trade uh, trade schools out there. But I, I know we talked a little bit. Mike Rowe is a, a huge mm-hmm. uh, influence on my opinions in this matter. Right. <laughs> I agree with mostly everything he says on that matter, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mike I mean, Rowe is the man. Yeah, and one of the, one of the things he brought up is, uh, you know, trade schools are considered to be the, the path you follow if you have a learning disability. Yeah, otherwise, you should be going to college. Like, you should be getting a four-year degree, you know, that, uh, what was it, $1.7 trillion worth of debt, you know, add a little bit more to that. And that's not helping anybody out when you get out of there and don't actually have a skill you can apply to a real job. Yeah, like we were talking before, you know, they go to school and they don't even use their degree. Yeah. And they're in the yeah. hole. Big time. Big yeah. time. And they haven't even started life yet, for real. Yeah. Now, you know? right. now that was always the funniest thing for me, like the game of life. You had the choice, go to college or start working. I always chose to start working and I always won. <laughs> right. I always won that game. Yeah, right. yeah. Said it, yeah my dad said that to me and you've met my dad. And yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, my dad. Had, that, Your dad's that, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's cool. <laughs> um, you know, that's how it was for me. Like, I, you know, you're talking about the, the learning disabilities when growing up, I had a small learning disability and I was in special education throughout my, uh, you know, school life and everything like that. And yeah, I'm a plumber. That doesn't mean anything. I like helping people. I like doing this kind of stuff. My father taught me stuff growing up. I'd like to work with my dad doing things around the house. So that's where ultimately where I, I led to, it drew me to there. So in all reality, it, it panned out well for me and obviously all well for us. How'd you get into it, Bo? Um, I had an interest in woodworking when I was like 12 or 13. Mm. They were building a subdivision wow. behind my house in Wheaton. Oh, okay. Uh, Donato, Donato, oh. whatever you call it. And I'd go to the where they're framing the houses and ask them if I could dig through the dumpster and take their scraps. <laughs> and they're like, what? And I'm like, can I take some of your scraps? And I'd take scraps and I built myself like a... A drafting desk, oh, know, wow. all by hand with hand tools and, wow. and nails. When I was like twelve or thirteen, so you took to it very early. Yeah, I knew, and you know, my grandfather was a firefighter in Chicago, but he had a size business of maintenance, mostly painting. But he kind of groomed me a little bit, and I just knew I was interested in that. And I pretty much knew even before I got in high school that I wanted to be a carpenter. Oh, that's cool. Well, so, and now you're passing on that gift, right? Yeah, I'm trying. You know, yeah. and. You know, finally, I'm in a place long enough because I've been kind of a gypsy. <laughs> you look like one, too. <laughs> I was going to say, couldn't tell by looking at it. <laughs> but, you know, where my location is good and benefits being in a good location, like by the high school and middle schools where kids walk by my shop every day. So, oh, yeah, up in Whitefish Bay, yeah. Yeah, and some of them just come in and ask. You know, that's one of my apprentices on his own came in and asked. You know, do I offer apprenticeships? And I'm like, come on in. Yeah, let's get started. When <laughs> nice. do you want to start? You know, so there is still first thing you're sweeping the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody starts at sweeping the floor. That was one of the first things he did. You are. <laughs> well, they're, they're, I mean, that's a positive thing. You know, we all bust on Keith for being a millennial. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> but there is still hope out there. You know, because kids are kids are walking in. And, yeah, and, and he's sharp. 
some people you can tell just don't have the neck. I know that he does. Nice. He catches on fast. And he's got drive and interest. And that's the most important thing. Yeah. You have drive and interest in anything, you're going to work harder to learn it. Yeah. And that's another thing. That's why I don't think it's exposed enough to the young people to even know if they have an interest in it. Right, right. Tell these kids to get into, a tr- just go check out a trade. Go go hang Anything. out with somebody for yeah. a little while. See if it's something that they like. You yeah, know? they just don't know. Go to, a, yeah. go to a business and ask, hey, do you have something I can go for a ride along? I would love to have kids coming in here to go for a ride along to see if that's something that they would be interested in. Well, that was that was probably the best advice I ever got when I was in the computer industry. I was interested in starting up an internet provider location. So you wanted to be white collar, huh? I was totally white collar to begin with. I, I started, collar. yeah, I started at age twelve, going in that direction and computer programming, networking, computer repairs, all that stuff. What was I? I was like nineteen, uh, and I wanted to start up an internet provider thing. I called AT and T, I think, and they directed me to this Fortune five hundred company in Southern Indiana. Called up there, talked to one of the vice presidents, and he said, "Look, if you really want to get into it, get hired by somebody who does it." Get in there, learn everything you can about it from the bottom up. I don't care if you're changing garbage cans, sweeping, whatever, and then learn and see if that's what you actually want to do and then do it. You know, and it's it's no different in the blue collar. Like, I think that's what's missing in a lot of people's mentality is I don't care what kind of schooling you have. You can't be above sweeping the floor right. or lifting a shovel and doing something. Right. You have to start yeah. there and you will gain more trust and respect from everybody as you keep doing it and get better and get more information. It's all about experience. I mean, I got people that are younger than me that some of them, you know, at the time I was older than them, but they knew more than me, you know, and it's like, it doesn't have anything to do with age. It's about information and skill. You can learn something new from any age. I'm like, if it's a better way and you know, I've been doing it like the wrong way forever (laughs) or something, you know, well, that's a better way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I've um, had plenty of older people like, holy cow, you knew, you know all about that? Yeah. I, I teach old people all the time mm-hmm. new tricks. Yeah. yeah. And, and I've had plenty of older people working for me that, you know, oh, I've been doing it 40 years. I think we've talked about <laughs> this on another show. That's fine. You've been doing it wrong for 40 years. Yeah. You know, this is the correct way to do it. Well, in this business, you need to swallow your pride and learn new things. It's constantly yeah. changing. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's not a constant. I mean, especially drywall. There is no industry in blue collar that has more crap around it that comes out every year to supposedly make it easier. And still the easiest way is the old way. (laughs) (laughs) The old way is always the easier. But yeah, I mean, God, the tools for drywall that come out, I've seen, it's ridiculous. (laughs) The junk that just comes out, it makes mudding easier. It evenly applies it all the time. No, it doesn't. Just give me a guy who's skilled. (laughs) Go back to the old way. It is an art. And, you know, you got to get the right guy. Yeah. I mean, I've done a lot of it and I still hired out because it takes me longer. Yeah. Those guys come in and do an amazing job. They do it every day. They get a skill. It's yeah. just like any other skill. If you do it a lot, you're going to get good at it. Yeah. But it don't hurt if somebody tries it on their own because you can do it. It just takes you longer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and I think that like with the young kids nowadays, they don't want to try things like that and be challenged. Oh, I no. think it's a challenge thing. They're just afraid of change and being out of their little comfort zone situation right uh, you know that's why they're weak i, I love the the story you told me about um with your class and your um they teach them how they do drywall you had them throw a hammer through the wall um <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice. that is awesome well, i was trying to make it fun for for them because drywall is not very exciting but it's something you need to be handy at if you yeah. own a home oh yeah and the class is called homeowners boot camp so it's a nice it's a duration of 
very minor things for people to do to save money, blah, blah, blah. One of the classes is all on drywall. So I, I built a temp wall, had them hang the drywall, so I don't want to do that. And then I'd give them a hammer and I'd tell them to throw it through the wall. And they kind of look at me <laughs> like, what? You just did all that work. What do you, what yeah. do I? No, throw it through the wall, hard as you can. Yeah. And they keep looking at me. I'm like, do it. And then, poof, you know, they throw it through the wall. And then I'm like, okay, now we're going to fix that. Yeah, short lesson. Uh, One of these days, you're going to yeah. piss your wife off enough. <laughs> she's going to throw a hammer. You're probably going to dodge it, and it's going to go through the wall. You're and you're going to have to fix skill. it. <laughs> and you're going to need to fix that. But what's, what's funny about those classes, it's mostly women. <laughs> really? That's awesome. Really? That, that is awesome. Yeah. It, I, it was just surprising. It surprised me at first when I thought about it, because a lot of men don't like to swallow their pride, especially if they're in a home and they don't yeah. know how to do anything, like to talk about that or admit that they don't know how to do it. Women are always a little more eager nowadays very eager to learn everything and yeah. they, they want to do it well and drywall is one of those things i think women would be phenomenal at because just in general they have more patience than most guys mm. and it's it's one of those things that it does take patience yes it does drywall doing it right mm -hmm. all right so um we're gonna take a little break here and um, when we come back we're gonna have the guy that's usually silent the silent ninja come back and talk a little bit about the white collar side of the world Boo. Um, first the blue collar <laughs> so <laughs> this is the dream home ninjas and we're live here at the slipstream studios all right, this is 21.6 The Net and Dream Home Ninjas here uh, coming back with our show about class warfare with our special guest, Bo. Deep in the trenches trying to get these uh, millennials up and running in a blue-collar world. It's tough. And this part of the show, we're actually going to bring in, like we said, our esteemed white-collar ninja here. White. <laughs> Hello. Uh, oh, Vic, uh, the master man, uh, mastermind behind the, the scenes here, making us sound good. And we're going to talk about how to solve this thing, how to close the gap. What do you guys got? I'm speechless and thoughtless on this matter. So. Well, you know, it's a tough problem. You know, I'm in IT, so I've been in the IT world for many, many years, several decades, and it's changed dramatically even in the white collar world. We're victims of our own technology. You know, when we were kids growing up, we had to use our imaginations. We didn't have all these toys and stuff. What is that? And, you know, we'd have, <laughs> we'd have Lego sets and Erector sets and Lincoln Logs. You had to build stuff. You didn't have all kinds of toys, so you made things. You know, one of my favorite now things was... Minecraft. Yeah. It's all technology. Or you play now. with Mercury, right? That's one of my favorite things. I take apart old thermostats no and take Mercury balls. Safety first, yes. Yeah. Right. So that, that explains a lot about me, but it's more about <laughs> getting people to engage. Whereas nowadays everything is spoon fed to you. As a kid growing up, you don't use your imagination. You don't do things with your hands as much anymore. And then when you get into the schools, you get into the parents who are so competitive and trying to encourage you. They're trying to take them to all these special schools so that they can have an edge over the competition. And it kind of permeates out. And the end result of that is there's not a whole lot of responsibility and there's an overinflated vision of what they should have and be entitled to. And that's starting to come out even in the IT world, for instance, where we're getting people coming in, young kids that don't want to work on a lot of stuff. You know, they want to push a button and have everything done for them. And yes, you know, and for instance, in IT, we're all about building systems and being more efficient, but that only makes sense in certain scenarios. You know, for me to write a program to do it makes sense if I'm going to do it a hundred times. It'll save me work. But it's but still to, a lot of hard work to get that program to do its job. 
That's exactly right. The amount of work to do that job for a one-off is, is off the charts. It's ridiculous. So just do it manually. And so I struggle with that a lot in the industry where we have a project, we got to get this one thing done, and they're, they want to have a bunch of meetings. You know, Ross Perot just passed away this past week, and he's oh, a guy. He? God yeah. bless that man. Well, he built no EDS, which was, which was a huge technology company, and then he went to <laughs> GM, right? GM eventually bought EDS. So there was a, one of the, his famous quotes was, he was talking about that experience and he said, when I was at EDS, you saw a snake, you killed the snake. When I was at GM, you saw a snake, you'd have a bunch of meetings to confirm that in fact, it was a snake. Then we'd bring in some experts to analyze what kind of snake it was. And then we'd have a bunch of RFPs for people to come in and give us solutions and options to kill the snake. And he says, and that's why I left GM. And, and that's kind of where society is now. You know, so in, from my vantage point, I have to mentor a lot of people and I'm always trying to teach them to get more engaged again. Don't be afraid to get your hands dirty. You know, you guys were talking about earlier sweeping floors. There's value in every single job, but instead kids are being brought up to think that they should just get this stuff without having to do that hard work. And they don't know how to do that work. So we got to try to encourage them to get more engaged. Now, I do believe there is hope here because I think things will tend to normalize themselves. For instance, as you were saying earlier, we're losing people in the plumbing industry, so the prices are going to go up. Guess what? Once the prices are high enough, all of a sudden, people are going to start getting back into it. I can make a lot of money there. You know, when I was growing up, I went through college and all this. I went way in debt. It took me years to pay all that off. And all my blue-collar friends were making way more money than me. And I was working twice as many hours. They'd get their stuff right. done and they'd go home with their families and have vacations and drive their beautiful trucks. And I'm driving a beater just trying to make ends meet, working my butt off for some nut job who's an egomaniac. It's tough to change that, but I think it will normalize itself. And it's really, we need to kind of encourage people to get more engaged and take personal responsibility as opposed to having it done for them. And that's what the technology, right, does. When, when we are on our cell phones all day, we're not interacting with people, so we don't learn well, those social skills. One of the skills. key words you said was engaging. Well, that's a big problem because they don't engage with anybody or a, a screen they usually do, but not actually speaking to someone, yeah. you know. Right. I mean, you stand up and walk in a, in a crowded area like downtown Chicago or something, literally you, everyone's on their phone and staring at it while they're walking. It's, it's disgusting to me. I mean, it's, it's absurd. Kids growing up feel very, very isolated. And the only thing they now know is what they're being exposed to, right? That's natural. But what they're being exposed to is, oh, Baby Shark had 3 billion views on the internet and made a gajillion dollars, you know? Um. It, yeah, it's a cute video and stuff, but they Baby all think they're all, gonna hit, <laughs> they're all gonna hit something for nothing. In the old days, everybody knew that you had to work your butt off and eventually get to the point where you're in a position to be successful. Now what's happened is so much of the manufacturing has left this country. That, that's what made this country great. We were built on the trades. And now it's all overseas where they could get it done cheaper. And it's not surprising that everything in China, they understood the value of that. And so they just cornered the market on manufacturing. And now they're one of the richest countries on the planet. And they're challenging the United States. So we need to somehow get it into the schools to value the trades again. Yeah. You know, you don't cut 
shop class. That was my favorite class. There was auto, there was woodworking, there was metals. There was all this stuff that was really, really fun that that always gets cut. I've been a musician my whole life too. You don't even find music programs. They don't want to invest in all that. No. All the easiest path. How are we going to get there? Yeah, it's ridiculous. But uh, yeah, I mean, so solution wise, it's just, it just do it the same way, right? Just keep educating one by one. That's all we can really do. And expo- well, and more exposure, yeah. you know, let the kids figure it out. And reach exposure. out to other people. Re-engage with people. You know, we've become a society of a me, me, me versus us, us, us. Yeah. You know, and when you're only thinking about yourself, if everybody does that, Things, kids growing up now are getting very isolated and desperate. Yeah. And so, so they have no recourse except they want to get views. So they're getting more and more shocking just to try to get views on YouTube. Their fantasies now are, you know, these superhero movies are are what's all the rage because they they dream about having some kind of power because they feel so helpless. And then you wonder why they're on antidepressants when that doesn't actually come true. Yeah. Well, uh, on that depressing note, uh, (laughs) (laughs) more about fake on our next episode. Uh, On our next episode, we'll talk about using antidepressants while uh, (laughs) while operating heavy machinery. (laughs) It's a blast. Uh, Actually, that might be Keith's corner. Don't operate. (laughs) Don't do that, man. Don't do that. All right. Well, uh, that's uh, that's about time for us. And uh, you know, everybody have a, a good rest of your day. Thank you for joining us. Take care. Bye bye.